0: Welcome to the Let Me Bend Your Ear podcast. My name is Frank. I'm the host of the show. And welcome. If you're going to be watching live tonight, it's about 11 o'clock on the East Coast, so it's going to be a late night show. I'm very excited to um, present my first show of the new year. Hopefully, you've checked out my latest episode, which is my spoiler-free review of Spider-Man No Way Home. Uh, You can find that now, and I'll uh, let you know where you can find the podcast in a moment. So check out that review. Uh, As I stated there, I'm going to probably... When the DVD Blu-ray comes out of Spider-Man, I'll probably have a guest on and do a spoiler-filled review because uh, there's definitely a lot about the movie that I did not talk about that I would love to revisit Most uh, once most people have seen the movie. But again, if you want a spoiler-free review, if you have not by any chance seen Spider-Man No Way Home, check it out. You can find this podcast wherever you get your podcast. now. Uh, the show is officially on the following podcasting apps. You can get it on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, google podcast spotify stitcher tune in castbox amazon music and podbean so you can find it in any one of those locations if you have an alexa in your home uh, you would just say let me bend your ear podcast and uh, it'll play the latest episode on your smart device at home also you can always go to the website i encourage you to check out the website i've actually added a new feature so these videos that i record and pull the audio for the audio feed the videos are located on uh, a couple of places uh but you can get them on the website as well the website is let all the episodes are located there the audio version of this podcast all the episodes from episode one are there and i've added a new link to the website to this video episode which will be a link to the show on the youtube channel so you can subscribe to the YouTube channel. Got a couple of new subscribers this week, so I really appreciate that. So uh, please subscribe to the YouTube channel. It's under Let Me Bend Your Ear Podcast. Uh, the show is also live when I go live, like now, on Twitter. The Twitter handle is at Bend Your Ear Pod. Uh, The show is also on the Facebook page for the podcast. That is at Let Me Bend Your Ear. You just search Let Me Bend Your Ear. It'll pull it right up. If you can like that page, I'd appreciate it. You can watch the episodes there as well. And if you have Twitch, uh, the shows are live on Twitch as well. Those aren't archived. But if you happen to be on live, uh, feel free to join uh, my Twitch channel. That's also at or at bend your Ear Pod is the handle for that as well. Uh, and other social media. Again, my Twitter is at your Please feel free to follow me there. I do most of my interacting on social media on uh, Twitter. So I'll, I'll definitely respond if you reach out to me about any of the episodes or any discussions you want to have about movies. I am also on Instagram bend your Ear Pod as well. Uh, So definitely feel free to follow me there and uh, look forward to speaking with you uh, via social media as well. So again, check out my uh, latest episode that's up, which is Spider-Man No Way Home. I'm very excited about tonight's episode. I wanted to jump on tonight and review uh, actually a movie that I watched a few weeks ago that I was going to review a few episodes back, but the holidays kind of switched my schedule around a little bit, but I wanted to bring it up tonight. So in my frequent, uh, non sponsored sponsorship I'm going to uh, again give props to Criterion Collection so if you're a serious movie collector uh, you know what Criterion is. Uh, they've been around I think since the early 80s I have to look up exactly when they started I think it's been there but I've known them since as a company since the 80s back when they did. If you're as old as I am you remember Laserdisc um, as a format which was the first digital kind of format uh, for movies uh, so basically they were as big as record albums like um, traditional um, LPs and uh, movies would come through the Criterion, and and what sets Criterion apart, which it does to this day, is what they do is they curate um, classic films, modern and old, um, that are considered classics, and it can be anything from a, a huge hit to very small cult classic films. And if you are a film buff, uh, Criterion Collection is the really the only way to go if you are still collecting tangible. Uh, blu-rays as i've stated in other episodes uh, i have a, I have a lot of dvds i haven't really bought many dvds with the exception of uh criterion over the last probably year or so uh, so when i see a film that i that i know i love or that i've been interested in seeing as in the case tonight in the movie that i'm going to review tonight uh, and discuss uh i've been picking up criterions and and again i'm going to show you um uh, the criterion for tonight so tonight i'm going to be reviewing The Seven Samurai, the classic 1954 film directed by Akira Kurosawa. So that's what I'm going to be looking, uh, reviewing tonight. And here is the Criterion Blu-ray. And uh, like I said, if you're a serious movie buff, like I said, you probably know Criterion very well. If you are not or even interested in collecting movies, uh, I would uh, highly recommend that you go to Criterion. They do a wonderful job. Each uh, movie, some are, are, are bigger sets than others. I've got Actually Defending Your Life, which is the uh, Albert Brooks comedy with uh, Albert Brooks and Meryl Streep, Rip Torn, and Lee Grant. I'm going to review that in an upcoming episode. I just purchased that Criterion disc. Um, it's a smaller package as far as what's included, but what you normally always get in every Criterion disc is the film, of course, which is fully restored uh, with a beautiful transfer, usually, and beautiful sound, uh, especially with older films. But all the other films look fantastic on Blu-ray when you get in on Criterion. You usually get in there a booklet with the film that uh, has an essay or sometimes more than one, depending on the film um, written by uh, critics or, or film historians. Uh, so those are always great, interesting reads. And a lot of times you'll get uh, documentaries of the film. You'll get interviews that maybe haven't been seen in a long time of the filmmakers of the movie, whether it's the actors, the screenwriters or the uh, the director. So, again, I highly recommend uh, Criterion. I know they have a channel now where they curate movies where you can watch online. I member of that, but uh, I definitely am a big fan of the Criterion uh, collection. Uh, I know one that's coming out um, at the end of, well, two of coming out that I want to get. Citizen Kane, I think, has just come out, which I'm going to, of course, buy. That's one of my favorite movies of all time, so I'll be purchasing that. Uh, that's one of the first ones they're releasing in 4K, so I'll definitely be picking up a copy of that. And then the other one I'll be picking up is uh, one of my other favorite movies that I reviewed in episode 31 of this podcast, which is *Miller's Crossing*, uh, the third film by Joel and Ethan Cohen, uh, which uh, is one of the best, was one of my favorite Cohen brothers films. Uh, if you go back to that review, episode 31, check that out. That's coming out on Criterion, I think, in February, so I'll be definitely be picking that up as well. Uh, so that means I'll be giving away my other uh, older copies of uh, DVD *Miller's Crossing*. Maybe I'll do it as a giveaway here for the podcast if you're interested in that, since I won't be needing a second copy of *Miller's Crossing*. Yeah, actually, I think I may do that. I may if I if I buy repeats on Criterion, and I still have the other DVDs. And like I said, DVDs don't deteriorate. And uh, if you're good with a DVD version of a movie that you don't have, I'll be happy to maybe do that as a giveaway. Give me your thoughts on that. I'll be happy to entertain that. All right. Uh, again, like I said, you can find the podcast wherever you get podcasting uh, your podcast now. So definitely check it out. Please like and subscribe to the show, um, and uh, you'll get notifications on your phone. When new episodes drop, you can also find the show if you don't use a podcasting app. Like I said, you can go to the website, LetMeBendYourEar.com, or you can even go to Google and type in Let Me Bend Your Ear Podcast, and you can get episodes directly from Google, actually, as well. Uh, They'll pull up uh, usually the the last couple of episodes, so you can actually stream it directly from there as well. So, again, uh, thank you for joining me tonight. Um, I'm going to actually put the link in the chat here at the beginning. I know it's late so I don't anticipate anybody coming on but if you happen to see me on if you're scrolling down Twitter or on Facebook or happen to get the notification that I've gone live on YouTube and you want to talk about Seven Samurai or anything uh, feel free to click on the link that's in the chat right now and uh, you'll be able to contact me if you don't see the link if you happen to jump uh, scroll through and see me live as I go through this episode and you do not see the link uh, just Post in the chat room that you want to come in and chat. I'll probably try to remind a couple times through the episode. But if you don't see the link uh, when you come on, just uh, hit me up on the chat and say, hey, I want to come on. I'll shoot you the link and then you'll be right on. It'll take about two seconds and then you'll be in the show if you want to join me. If you do end up joining me tonight or if anybody comes on live, as I've stated in previous episodes, the rule is open forum. So we can talk about The Seven Samurai if you want to talk about that. If you have a question about other movies or if you want to discuss uh, anything movie related, like I said, anyone that chooses to join the show. Uh, we'll make that part of it open for them. Uh, so please feel free to join. All right. So let's get into the review for tonight. I am going to be reviewing The Seven Samurai, directed by Akira Kurosawa. So this is an interesting one for me because, uh, obviously, I am have known of Akira Kurosawa's work and uh, know that he is one of the greatest filmmakers ever. And it's interesting because as I've relaunched this podcast over the last two years, um, I'm starting to, you know, dive into older movies and movies that I haven't seen before. And, uh, as, uh, other podcasts, I think, uh, and I'm going to give credit probably to the film spotting podcast, which is a great podcast to listen to. It does deep dives every week and great reviews of movies. Um, I heard the term there first, I don't know if they created it, but the guys over at film spotting have what they call blind spots. And, uh, that refers to movies, classic films, that even film buffs have never seen before. So if you talk to any film buff that are hardcore into movies, uh, and me being one of those people, I have a ton of blind spots. There's a lot of classic films that I have not seen. And as far as like for me, and as this podcast continues to move forward and evolve, uh, the one thing I've noticed, there's a, a one um, aspect of, of my film buff history is basically, Uh, I've seen a lot of older films, but I haven't seen a lot of silent films. So that's something that I have not dived into at all. So the films like of Charlie Chaplin or Buster Keaton or even films of the early talkies, I haven't really done either. So those are definitely ones I'm going to explore or classic comedies like the Marx Brothers. I haven't seen any Marx Brothers films, things like that. So I have a ton of blind spots. And Akira Kurosawa is definitely, as far as directors uh, in my blind spot, I have seen... One Kurosawa film before The Seven Samurai, which I'm going to review in it shortly, it was the 1985 film Ron, which um, I saw oh, probably 25, 30 years ago. And it was his modern retelling of the King Lear story. And, uh, and I have to revisit it, and I will revisit it at some point because I think Criterion has it as well. So I will revisit it, watch that movie again because it's been a long time. I remember liking it a lot. And uh, the filmmaking technique, the, the the camera work, which is what Kurosawa is known for, um, is an excellent. So I'll definitely revisit that movie and review it on a future podcast. But uh, that's the only film of his that I've seen. And I believe me, I know uh, he's a major blind spot. Obviously, he's known for a ton of phenomenal movies. This movie, Seven Samurai, Rashomon, Yojimbo, um just a and I'm just naming just three right off the top of my head, and there's a, there's a ton of others that he's directed, and uh, and work with the uh, basically kind of the original version of you know Scorsese and De Niro, and now Scorsese and DiCaprio, uh, as far as working with uh, the same lead actor in multiple films. So obviously with with uh, Kurosawa, his main actor was Toshirô Mifune, uh, who is of course in this film as well. Uh, so I was uh, I'll definitely be looking into more of his work. But let's get into the Seven Samurai. So, the Seven Samurai is a epic drama, uh, and I think it's epic in the sense the movie is three hours and twenty seven minutes long. So, it's set in sixteenth century, in the sixteenth century, and it basically tells the story of a small town. As the movie opens, it's a small town where they are being plagued by bandits so essentially these people are farmers and of course obviously they they harvest their crops every year and what's been happening is that right after harvest the these bandits come raid the town commit crimes against the people of the town and then steal their food so the elder of the town finally says enough is enough and suggests that they hire ronins or ronin which is a samurai So that's the backdrop of the film. It's a very, very simple premise, very simple story. And it's essentially they hire these seven Ronin to come in to protect the town from the bandits when they come back again to steal their food, their harvest. So now it's a very simple premise, uh, which is one of the the actually great things about this movie and which is one of the impressive things about this movie as I get more into it. Now, the actors, normally I'll go through the list of actors in the cast and what I'm going to do, obviously, to Shiro Mafuni. Is the lead in this movie. He is one of the Ronin that comes in. He's kind of impulsive, high, strong. I'm not going to go through all the other actors names just for the reason that I really I'm a very I'm a stickler for names and getting people's names correctly. And what I don't want to do is take two minutes of this podcast and butcher a bunch of names of actors. Uh, That's just not what I want to do. I would recommend that you go to either IMDB or. Um, wherever you go to see the cast because this is a great cast of actors that uh that inhabit the film whether it's the actor that plays the elder um, whether it's the gentleman that plays uh, the young man that uh, kind of looks up to the Ronin when they come into town Toshiro Mufuni, who's again the lead actor here is fantastic um, one of the other Ronins that are like a lieutenant a real tough guy that's friends with him um, with Toshiro's character is fantastic I mean the acting all around is fantastic and this, like I said, this movie is three hours and 27 minutes. So, of course, anyone going into this movie not knowing anything about Kurosawa or may be afraid of the length. And to be honest with you, you know, I'm always concerned even with great directors <clears throat> and the movies are, are, are you know, two and a half hours and longer. You always are concerned about, are you going to start clock watching if the movie doesn't uh, move uh, sufficiently and with pace? And what I can tell you about this movie right off the bat, that is not the issue here. Uh, the movie is fantastic. The, the 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 theme, like I said, the simple story that this movie hangs on is 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 just fabulously told uh, by Kurosawa, and I think he co-wrote the script as well. It's just you get to see once they hire the samurai to come protect them. The majority of the film, before it gets up to the climax, obviously when the bandits come back, is the townspeople adjusting to the Ronin being there. The relationship between the ronin with each other and there's a lot of there's a lot of humor in the movie which i did not expect and i don't know if that's a theme that runs through a lot of his films because again like i said this is only the second film of his that i've seen and i don't remember a lot of humor in ron i could be wrong like i said it's been 30 years since i've seen it but in seven samurai there was a lot of unexpected humor that uh, that helps lighten the tone a little bit but not to the point where it's it's overwhelming um, but you see the relationships build between the, the, the Ronin with each other and the farmers with the Ronin. Cause obviously, of course, uh, as much as they want to be protected, there's an, there's a air of distrust, uh, because some people in the town see the Ronin as nothing more than, than gangsters. But of course, if you know anything and I'm an expert on Ronin or samurai, but uh, obviously they live by a very strict code of, of how they do things and, and how they approach uh fighting and battling and all of that so that's all played out in this film and again like i said the, the running time don't let it scare you i was riveted every minute of the movie and and it's funny because the climax of the movie obviously when the when the attack happens there's a lot of action a lot of fighting is fantastic but i think my favorite part of this movie is the middle part of the movie the second act of the movie with like i said where you see the relationships being built where you see how the samurai are going to plan to protect them when they encounter the issues they have either with each other or with the people of the town. Uh, Those are probably my favorite parts of this film. And it's in gorgeous, obviously, 1954, gorgeous black and white. So I was doing my research uh, before the podcast. Uh, At the time this film came out in 1954, this was one of the most expensive uh, movies in Japanese film history. And it took almost a year to shoot it. And, And you can see the the filmmaking Bavara of, of kurosawa in this movie like there are beautiful tracking shots in this movie there's just beautiful use of the camera um and locations like i said i don't know japan so there are beautiful locations in the film um, it, it, the, the 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 town it looks you know everything looks authentic and looks really well done you can see that this is a big budget epic film and it looks like one and uh, like I said, the, the filmmaking is, the cinematography is is wonderful, uh, and the directing is fantastic. And again, like I said, my main uh, point of emphasis on the excellence of this film is the pacing. Like I said, this movie is three hours and twenty seven minutes, and it didn't feel like it. It it moved. It uh, kept me engaged and and riveted all the way through the end. And like I said, I think with a simple premise like this, you could you would automatically assume, especially with that length uh, that running time that it would be set up, and then like a lot of slow, nothing really going on, and then you're just waiting for the climax. And that's that's the real tribute to this film. You kind of know what the climax is going to be. There's going to be a battle at the end. And even though you're looking forward to that, because visually, aesthetically, all of that is fantastic, the journey to get to that point is just as interesting and just as riveting, and like I said, is probably my favorite part of, of Seven Samurai. And not to say that the, that the climax is not fantastic, because it is. But that's a real tribute to the the screenplay, to the direction, and to the acting. That that the lead up to that climax is just as interesting, just as enjoyable. Uh, it was a great ride to get to that point. So that's the biggest strength of Seven Samurai. It's it's a fantastic film, and I'm and I'm happy that I finally I've been meaning to watch it for years. And just it's just one of those things where one you don't really see it uh, anywhere uh, broadcast that often. And I knew for a long time it was on Criterion. It's just one of those things that, you know, you just put off with things getting busy and reviewing other movies or new movies. But I was glad to, to get to this one, and it was worth the wait because it's fantastic. I highly recommend it. If you've never seen it, uh, definitely look at it. If you have seen it and, and I haven't seen it in a while, definitely revisit it. Uh, I'll definitely be revis- revisiting this movie, of course, since I own it now uh, on Criterion. It's fantastic. So, again, uh, Seven Samurai, uh, directed by Akira Kurosawa starring Toshiro Mufuni. Uh, on my Van Gogh rating list, I am going to give the movie five Van Goghs out of five. It's uh, it's fantastic. It's I can't think of anything flawed in the movie. So if I can't find a flaw or anything that I would change about the movie or wish were different, uh, it, it warrants a five Van Gogh review. It's a classic for a reason. And uh, it lives up to that billing as a classic film. Uh, again, I'm looking forward to seeing more Kurosawa films. I'll definitely be uh, purchasing more Criterion uh, uh, Blu-rays of uh, Kurosawa. I think I may check out Rashomon next. I'm not sure either Rashomon or maybe Yojimbo, but probably more likely Rashomon, because that's probably, outside of Sem- Seven Samurai, that's probably his most famous film. Uh, and obviously, the, the the storytelling techniques of Kurosawa have been copied and remade. Specifically, this film here, Seven Samurai, obviously was remade as the classic Western, originally The Magnificent Seven with Yul Brenner. And a large cast, and then of course the Magnificent Seven was remade a few years ago, again uh, with Denzel Washington. But uh, the story is a kind of a timeless story. And at the time that Seven Samurai came out, they compared it to uh, westerns uh, of you know obviously of the American movie genre, and it definitely has that feel uh, of a Japanese western, for lack of a better term. But uh, you can see why uh, it was. You can totally see why this was remade. Uh, as a Western in uh, the United States, now I haven't seen The Magnificent Seven, so I need to, that's another movie that I need to watch that I have not seen. Uh, but again, I'm going to give Seven Samurai five and goes out of five, perfect review. It's a great film. If you have not seen it, I highly recommend it. Uh, I'm sure it's available to stream. Uh, I haven't, I didn't check on that before I jumped on, so I'm assuming if you can, you can probably rent it anywhere you get VOD. But if you want to purchase it or you want to own it, uh, like I said here again, I'll pull it back up. It's definitely uh, on Criterion. Uh, I purchased this, like I said, about a month ago, so uh, it's definitely there available to purchase, and I highly recommend this uh, this copy of it if you um, if you decide to purchase the film. Uh, so again, I'm looking forward to seeing other Kurosawa films. So if you have any thoughts on The Seven Samurai, like I said, I posted the link for the, uh, for the chat. If you want to come in and talk to me live on the show right now, uh, please feel free to click on the link, and I'll let you in. Uh, if you uh, want to... Uh, talk to me if you listen to this later or watch this video later uh, please feel free to interact with me online Uh, I'll post this episode uh, with my review of Seven Samurai uh, on uh, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook so feel free to comment there, I'll definitely respond and interact, I love uh, my second favorite thing other than doing this podcast itself is to interact with you online, talk to fellow movie buffs about uh, movies so definitely if uh, you have a thought about Seven Samurai please let me know, I'll be happy to interact with you on that and, uh, and go from there. All right, uh, again, I uh, hope you enjoyed this episode. Um, can do some housekeeping before I uh, sign off, or if you wanna come in, if we have somebody come in, that's great. Again, you can find this podcast if you wanna watch the video version. You can go to YouTube, which is Let Me Bend Your Ear Podcast. You can go to the Facebook page, which is Let Me Bend Your Ear, or you can see the videos on the Twitter page at Pod on Twitter. If you go to my profile, the videos are right there. Uh, I marked them off so they usually come up on, on along the feed there uh, as the first few videos. Uh, everything should be video, so you can always link on either older videos or older episodes or the most current one that's available uh, at the time it's recorded. Then, of course, uh, this is an audio podcast first and foremost, so you can again listen to this podcast wherever you get podcast. But the show is officially on Spotify, Google Podcast, Apple Podcast, Stitcher, In. CastBox, Amazon Music, and Podbean. So you can find it at any one of those locations. But again, it's probably on other podcasters that I don't know about. Uh, If you type, if you go to Google, if you've never done podcasting before, you can go to Google, type in Let Me bend Your Podcast. You can get episodes from there, or it'll it'll link you to whatever app uh, would cover this podcast. And also, as I said, if you want to download the episodes, or if you don't have any podcasting apps at all and listen to things through your laptop, you can go to the website. I encourage more people to visit the website. Uh, the website is letmebendyourear.com. You can download or listen to every episode there of the audio version. And there's also a link on the website to the video episodes. Uh, so basically that'll that'll hyperlink you over to the YouTube channel if you want to watch any of these episodes. So that's also on the website. Again, the website is letmebendyourear.com. And uh, if you want to email the show, if you have any suggestions about movies you want me to review, to discuss any of these episodes give me your thoughts on the show you can email me at bend at gmail.com or again you can hit me up on social media uh, i am on instagram as well bend your uh, but the best way like i said to get me is usually on twitter at bend your as well so again thank you for joining me on the let me bend your ear podcast again this is a, a movie review podcast where i discuss and review movies new and old uh, it's my passion i love films uh, so i'm happy to do that So again, I think uh, the next episode will be, unless I change and end up uh, changing it up and doing something new, um, will be Defending Your Life, the Albert Brooks comedy, or I've made some plans with my wife who's very excited. The new Screen film is opening this weekend, so I may be seeing that with her this weekend. If I end up seeing Screen this weekend, that may be the next review uh, for the podcast, which would be hopefully posting probably Sunday or Monday since the movie opens on Friday. So it's either going to be Scream or it's going to be Defending Your Life. So looking forward to whichever one that is. Uh, And uh, like I said, my my current episode um, before this one posts will be Spider-Man No Way Home. So if you want to check that out, again, that's a spoiler-free review. Uh, Spider-Man is, uh, I think it's the eighth highest grossing film of all time now. It's probably going to keep chugging up the charts. Um, It's uh, it's fantastic. Uh, But check out my review, my spoiler-free review of Spider-Man if you haven't seen it yet. And again, like I said, I'm probably going to revisit Spider-Man in a few weeks to a month when it's uh, or whenever it's announced for DVD, we'll do a spoiler-filled review um, with a guest. So I have a guest in mind, so we'll get a guest on here so I can bounce off my thoughts on that film uh, without worrying about giving away spoilers because I think at that point, like most people in the world that are going to see Spider-Man would have seen it by then. Uh, so we'll do that in a few weeks. So again, thank you for listening to Let Me Bend Your Ear podcast. My name is Frank. I am the host of the show. As we wrap up the first show of the new year, I appreciate it. Uh, I want to say I want to thank you Um, I had a a high amount of downloads this week. I think, um, there was someone checking out the show. So to those out there that are checking out the show and whoever did that, I appreciate it. Uh, my goal is to always grow the show. This is a very small podcast. I'm an independent podcaster. So one thing before I check out here and I forgot to ask earlier, if you see my show postings on social media, on Twitter specifically, if you're a fan of the show, the easiest thing you can do to really help me two things, actually. The first one is super easy, is literally just like and retweet my uh, my post on new episodes or old episodes. That's really uh, the, the lifeblood of an independent podcaster. Obviously, uh, I'm not a famous person. I'm not a person that has a, a, a following in the sense that if I put out a podcast, 50,000 people are going to download it. So the way I get this show to grow is to have people like you that like the show, that like movie podcasts, that enjoy my show. Uh, is to share and retweet. So that's the that's the easiest thing you can do. And that really helps out because, like I said, I'm getting, you know, I'm going one listener, one viewer at a time, so then that's fine with me. Like I said, I do this podcast because I love it. I look forward to it. Uh, my only disappointment is when I don't get to do it every week because uh, life kind of makes me busy to do that. And that's the only thing about this that's disappointing because I really look forward to doing this. And like I said, once now that everything's settled down from the holidays, hopefully I'll be back to doing it weekly. Um, and hopefully at some point, my goal is to maybe do two episodes a week if I can get there. Uh, that's that's something that's been a, been a goal that I've been unable to achieve up until this point. But I definitely want to at least have one episode a week out there because there's so many movies, new and old, that I can talk about. And I want to do that, and I enjoy doing that, and I enjoy interacting with you. So that's the first thing you can do. The second thing you can do which is a little more work, even though I put work in quotes. If you listen to this podcast on a podcasting app, wherever you listen to it, Spotify, Google podcast, but specifically Apple podcast, if you do listen to it there or anywhere, please rate and review the show and please give it five stars. Hopefully you like it and you give it five stars. The reason that is super important. If you listen to any kind of podcast uh, regularly, whether it's a big podcast or a small independent one like myself, you've probably heard this request before. It's extremely important uh, for ratings and reviews. Because what happens is the reason that's important is the more ratings and reviews that any particular show can get on a platform that pushes that show up in their whatever, I guess, the algorithm for lack of a better term, when someone is searching for a new movie podcast and they, you know, they're out of podcasts that they listen to and they're like, Oh, I need something new. Let me type in movies. If a show like especially a show like mine, which is an independent podcast, has a bunch of ratings and a bunch of good reviews it'll pop it up there in the top five, top 10 or whatever, where somebody will see it where they normally would have never known about this podcast. So if you can do that, um, like, or like the or like my, uh, social media pages and specifically, uh, review and rate the show. So hopefully you can do that. If you can do those two things, one of the two would be great. If you can do both, that would be outstanding. Cause again, like I said, the lifeblood of me growing this particular show, and I do want to grow the show, get a bigger audience, have more people listen is, uh, goal of mine uh like i said i I love it if one person listens that's great if 10 listen that's great uh i i I love it just the same but obviously i want to grow the show grow the community of people that love movies so again if you uh have the set moment to do that i would really appreciate it and tell your friends too it doesn't even you know if you uh, uh i've talked to people about podcasts that i like if you are friends with people that you know love movies even if you're not a big movie fan yourself and you run into this podcast or run into one of my posts Recommend it to your friends you know that like a movie podcast i would appreciate that as well so again all those things help uh, an independent podcaster like myself so if you can do that that'd be fantastic so again thank you for listening my name is frank i'm the host of the show this is the let me bend your ear podcast again all my regular listeners thank you so much for listening and downloading the episodes when they come out i really appreciate it and really makes me happy and i really derive a lot of joy out of this and to any new people that come welcome and i hope you stay and i hope you like it and i hope you continue to be a listener And I hope everybody has a great new year. This is my first episode of the new year. So I hope everybody had a happy new year and will continue to have a prosperous, happy new year. And I hope everybody's doing well out there. Take care and I will talk to you very soon. Have a good night, everybody.